All right. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? It is a beautiful day outside. Thank you for coming here to Community Baptist Church and joining us this morning for service. Uh, I'm going to read a few announcements this morning. Uh, First of all, after the service today, if you wouldn't mind to stick around and help pick up chairs, we're going to have pickleball from 4 to 6 p.m. today. Uh, Next week is, of course, Mother's Day, and we're going to have a Mother's Day breakfast next week. And so all the men of the church, if you'd like to come help cook our ladies some uh, some breakfast, if you could be here before 9 a.m. next week, uh, your assistance would be appreciated. Hey, Brad. Yes, sir. We're having the Rudy Belcher tailor-made omelet. In case you didn't hear that, we're having Rudy Belcher tailor-made omelets for breakfast next week. So that should be a really good treat. And and I'm uh, I'm assuming we'll have some more things in store, too. So you'll just have to show up to see what we've got got cooking for you. Uh, Bible studies at 6.30 p.m., choir practice at 7.15 p.m., uh, if you have a smartphone, if you wouldn't mind to take that out and check in and let people know that you were at Community Baptist Church this morning. Uh, we, uh, Reverend uh, Tim Hobbs is out of, uh, out of town for the next two weeks, I believe. And so we've got a couple of changes this morning. Uh, when, when our speaker joins us, we're going to be joined by Reverend Larry Courtney. And uh, if you would, uh, when, when he's up here, please do your best to, to help him feel very welcome and comfortable while he's delivering the word today. Uh, and if, you, uh, if you're able to, if you wouldn't mind to stand up and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Thank you.
please remain standing. Join me, if you will, in a responsive reading. Lord, save us from ourselves. We continue to do the same things over and over, expecting different results. Lord, save us from doing too much. We go fishing every day, not noticing you waiting with a meal on the beach. Lord, save us from doing too little. We say we love you, and yet so often we neglect your sheep. Lord, save us from ourselves. Help us to hear and respond when you say, follow me. Join me in prayer. God, thank you for another day, another beautiful day on this earth together, and for calling us together in your house. Help us to see you when the evidence of your work and your presence is so abundant all around us. Many of us spend our lives looking for the smallest of signs from you, when if we would just allow it to happen, your love and warmth would blanket us in such a way that we would never be cold again. In your name we pray. Amen.
and join us for our children's time, please. disciples were gathered beside the Sea of Galilee. The group included Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathan, James, John, and the son of Seba. Sonny Peter said, I want this. Come to the other side, said. So they got in the boat and they fished all night, but caught nothing. 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 So what's the use? As the sun came up, Jesus said, Jesus was standing on the beach. About the disciples couldn't make out who it was Jesus called out to them. Have you caught my fish? Nothing a thing. The disciples called back. Throw your nets out on the walk on the right hand side of the boat. You catch some. Did they do that? Yes, <laughs> they did. And then, and did they catch any fish? They caught so many fish that they couldn't even pour the net inside the boat. They caught. Bring some fish to to you just caught. Jesus said, Peter, drag the net to the shore. And they they will you get ready for this. 
Hanım dedi köy vardı. Now come to have some bread. Jesus said. Jesus said. Jesus said. So and fish and bread. Oh my! It just doesn't get any better than that. Bread on the beach with the blessed Lord doing the prayers. Dear God, thank you for the children moment. I enjoy these kids. I enjoy the church. Praise the Lord to all everybody. And happiness. Amen. Amen. Amen.
What a great morning. Those are two of my favorite hymns of all time, and we got to sing them in the same day. <laughs> Bow with me, if you would. Lord, we come to you again this morning with all that we are to seek all that you are. We give lovingly and willfully so that we can spread your love and your presence throughout our community. Bless us as we give and bless us as we go forth today and live our lives for you. In your name we pray. Amen. Today, John 21, verses 1 through 19. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. 
So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was how, now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. (laughs) Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go and to go wherever you wish. But then you, when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord.
thank you for that uplifting. Thank you so much. I want to say a few words before I start my sermon. Uh, no, I'm not Catholic. I belong to St. Paul's Episcopal Church, and they ordain their deacons. And so I am ordained deacon in the Episcopal Church. And uh, that was done at the cathedral there in Louisville in our diocese. Um, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come here and preach this morning, and especially Dr. Tim Hobbs. Uh, I owed him a huge favor because he saved me one day when I came and asked him, I need a guitar player, and he so wonderfully obliged and helped me with that because we had a party going on at the Henderson Manor, which we give for those folks at Christmas. And he brought a friend of long. And they absolutely won the hearts of those people. What a blessing that they received that day. And I hope that he can bring his buddy and come back again sometime. Because we do that every year for them. By the campfire. It's been a couple weeks now since Jesus rose from the dead. And appeared to his disciples. Last Sunday at St. Paul's Gospel, we read that Jesus appeared to him the second time. On that occasion especially, to bring Thomas to repent of his unbelief and confess his faith. If you remember, he wasn't there the first week. But the following week he was there and Jesus came in. And you remember what he said. See my hands, feel my side. And Paul did, uh, Thomas didn't have to touch him. He just said, oh my Lord, my God. And Jesus said, what? You, you see, you believe because you see. Bless those who believe and do not see. So consider yourself blessed. Consider yourself blessed. Now today, Jesus appears to the disciples, seven of them, at least. He appears to them a third time now. This time not in Jerusalem. It's on as on the previous occasions. But now back up in Galilee. The home base for most of his disciples. And this is a little loud and I'm sorry folks. I have a pretty good range. Jesus appears to them unexpectedly. And while they're on the lake in a boat fishing. He's standing on the shore. They don't know who Jesus is. They're on the shore. But he calls to them. And that's when the fun begins. So now let's find out what happens when Jesus calls us to come to him by a campfire. Here's how it all came about. The boys are back home. They're in Galilee, by the Sea of Tiberias, which you know better as the Sea of Galilee. And as a sea, it's, it's really more of a glorified lake. I, for myself, will be seeing that lake starting May the 10th when I board a jet plane to go to Israel for two weeks to tour the Holy Land, but also to get some continued education, which the archdeacon or diocese expects of us deacons. But also, I'm praying for a spiritual journey for myself. All right, here we go. There the disciples are, kind of wasting their time. They're waiting for further instructions from their master. 
what to do with their lives. In the meantime, they do what they know best. To put a little food on their tables. And that is to go back at least temporarily to their previous line of work. Professional fishing. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter declares. And the others will go with you. Well, now, this does not mean that they're going out on a boat for a couple of hours with a rod and reel and drink seven up, just as my brothers and I do. I have five of them. Of course, some of them do not drink seven up. (laughs) No. When Peter and the boys go fishing, they go fishing. They haul out the big net. They're commercial fishermen, remember? They get in a boat big enough to hold all seven of them. And they're out there all night applying their trade to which they know very well. They know these waters like the back of their hands. But of course, they work all night. And they don't catch any fish. Some nights are like that, I suppose, when in the fishing business. They're tired, they're frustrated, and they're exhausted. Just as I am when I'm out with my brothers when they're fishing. By now it's dawn. Very early in the morning, and lo and behold, some guy is standing on the shore. They can't make out who it is. They're out on the lake. They're about a football field length from the shore. The fellow on the beach calls out to them across the water. Do you have any fish? Did you catch any fish? They have to answer, no. No. So the fellow answers back. Cast the net to the right side of the boat and you'll find some. Can you imagine... What the disciples were thinking? What their conversation was between themselves and a stranger on the shore? What, are you kidding us? We've just been working all night, using all our skills to know how, and we have come up empty? Do you think we do not know what we're doing? We are pros, buddy. Who are you to give us advice on fishing? Who do you think you are? A know-it-all? Do you know one of those? I have two in my family. (laughs) Well, whether it was something in this fellow's voice or just out of what could it hurt desperation, they give it one last try before packing it in. They cast the net in where he sits. And then, bam! A net full of fish. I mean a whole bunch of fish. Lots and lots of fish. And by the way, this big catch made such an impression on the fishermen that John records it, the number in his gospel. 153 of them were large fish. What a catch, what a catch. Now, if John were writing this in the book of Revelation, I would have been inclined to kind of research this a little bit for the symbolic meaning of the number 153. But as it is, I think 153 here is just to emphasize what a catch it was. 
professional fishermen would likely to take an inventory of their catches back then. And so noting the number may have not been that unusual. And so I think 153 is just the total of their catch. All right, so the disciples, they put their nets in where the man said, and bam, it's a big catch of fish. Suddenly, the bells begin to ring for one of the guys. Hey, lights come on up here. He puts two and two together. Who the mystery man is on that shore. And suddenly you hear, It's the Lord! John cries out. With Peter always the impetuous one, he dives into the water. But believe me, he put those clothes on first. We read that. We heard that in the Gospel. Alright. He swims to shore. He is so eager to see Jesus. The rest of the guys come in the boat, bringing the fish. They get on shore. They see Jesus by the campfire and are surprised. He already has some fish on his own fire. How did he get those fish anyhow? And he's got some bread also. And he invites them to eat. By now, all sorts of bells should be going off. What's wrong with these guys? All that time they spent with Jesus, the teacher. Don't they remember the feeding of the multitudes? When Jesus multiplied the loaves, the bread, and the fish? Did they not pass out the loaves of bread and the fish? Did they not gather up what remained of the second feeding? In twelve baskets? It said twelve baskets? Yes, this Lord of creation, Jesus, the eternal Son of God, by whom all fish in the sea and all the grains of the earth were created in the first place. There's that for them to recall what happened. But even more so, the disciples didn't remember when Jesus provided a previous miracle catch of fish. But Peter should have especially ought to remember that one. It was early on in his acquaintance with Jesus. On that occasion likewise, Jesus told Peter to let down his nets for a catch. And Peter told him that, hey, I've told here all night, buddy. I've caught nothing. I've caught nothing. But at his word, Peter did what he said. And he pulled in a large number of fish. Peter looks at Jesus and says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And Jesus told him, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Men. But that was then. And this is now. Stuff has happened in between the campfires. Like Simon Peter denying our Lord three times on that night a few weeks back. That night when Peter so proudly declared that even if all the others desert the Master, he would never do such a thing. Never. Never, Lord. Never. 
And yet, just a little while later, in the garden, the arrest, and then he follows to the courtyard. And what did he say? I'm not one of his disciples. I don't know what you're talking about. And the third time, I tell you, I don't know the man. Three times denying Jesus out in the courtyard by that campfire. Now the bells are really going off. They're ringing big time. You see, on the night when Peter denied Jesus, he was standing by a campfire. Now, here he is again, standing by a campfire. And by the way, campfire, or charcoal fire that was read in our Scripture, is only mentioned twice in the New Testament, in all of it. In Peter's denial in chapter 18 of John, and here in John 21, on the shore with Jesus and Peter together standing by the campfire Jesus had prepared. If it seems like Jesus may have done this for a reason, that comes becomes even more clear with what happens next. Three times Peter denied his Lord by the campfire. Three times Jesus will restore his denying disciple again by a campfire. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Tend my sheep. Third time. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon's a little irritated now. He's a little angry. He's hurt. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Yes. Jesus has given him a message. Feed my sheep. Take care of my church. Yes, Simon Peter, his three denials have been forgiven. Three times over, your sins are forgiven. You're being restored to your position. And you'll have some good work to do now, Simon, which the Lord will bless. And we'll find out that in Acts chapter 2, after Peter preached his first sermon, what in the world happened? 3,000 added to the church that day. God blesses His work. Now, some things have changed and have happened between, in between the two campfires. The one in the courtyard and the one on the shore. In Peter's denials and now in Peter's restoration. In between, Jesus has gone to the cross where He, the Son of God, 
Purchase Peter's forgiveness and yours and mine. Yes, Jesus has been our, our in-between guy, our mediator, our man in the middle, making peace between God and sinful man by His holy blood shed on a cross on our behalf. On the cross at Calvary. This is how Jesus can forgive Peter's denials and ours. Yet risen from the dead, which was also very early in the morning, just as day was breaking. Our resurrected Lord Jesus still stands by a campfire, calling all His denying, deserting, falling disciples to come to Him and be forgiven and be restored. Yes, He's not just only talking to Peter. He's talking to the other six. I forgive you. I restore you. How about you? Have you denied your Lord like Peter did? Are you thinking, are you better than Peter? No, that's not really true. Because I myself have been just like him. Words, many times denying Christ by my words and actions. Surrendering to the pressures of the world. A world out there that is ruled by who? By Satan. Denying Him also by my failures to speak and by my inactions. Have you ever had a missed opportunity to service, witness, for Jesus? Did you ever have someone to come up and just ask one question and you didn't take the opportunity? Like Simon Peter, you and I have denied our Lord Jesus more times than we can probably count on our fingers, possibly our toes. Some in particular may stand out in the middle of our minds, our memories. Just like the time in the courtyard for Peter. Peter remembered in that courtyard. What did he do? He went out. He went out and he cried like a baby, asking for forgiveness. But you know the good news today is this. Jesus is calling you over to Himself by the campfire. Hear His voice and come and receive your forgiveness. Jesus is restoring us all today. No matter how many times we may have fallen, Jesus will always pick us up. He is restoring you to Himself. He has some good work for all of us to do, which He will bless. He will bless whatever He is calling you to do in His name, according to your vocation in life, in the church, at home, at work, in your family, and in your community. I have to think about the school of ministry when I went and tell you a little story about it. The first day I sat down in there and we introduced 
ourselves and our archdeacon was there Rose Bogo Albright and for some reason I had a problem with the first part of her word and this is what I got she looked over her glasses so I knew then that that was not a good look but I found out that the other seven folks in that class with me were college educated they all had a degree I had nothing. I was only a high school graduate. I worked at a aluminum plant for years. And I thought, you know, I've made a mistake. I'm wrong. You know, you called the wrong guy. I told that myself all the way home. You've called the wrong guy. But I was told to stay in. Stay in that school. The second year came around. The second month. I'll never forget it. The professors came. And he told all of us. He said, you're going to learn homiletics today. You know what that is? It's preaching. You're going to learn how to preach today. And you're going to go home. And you're going to write a sermon. And you're going to come back. And there's going to be three archdeacons and about seven deacons and myself. And we're going to listen to your sermon. Oh, you should have heard everybody in there. Oh, no, no, no. And especially, uh, no. We went home. I worked and I worked. And I thought, this is not going to work. You know, finally what I did? I got on my knees and I prayed, God, you've got to help me. Help me write this sermon. They gave us from Luke to, to John, or we could pick from Mark, or we could do Matthew. It didn't matter what scripture, just pick a scripture. I couldn't even pick a scripture. So, I prayed. I prayed like I never had prayed before. And I picked... Luke, where Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane praying, and where he had brought his three friends closer to him, you know. And how they really, they let him down. James, John, Peter, they let him down. I based my sermon on that. Anyway, the day came, we got up there. I sat there, and lo and behold, I thought, I'm going to be number one because I'm going to sit right next to Rose because she always starts by her when we got to do a presentation. She started on the other side of the room. I had to sit there all day and listen to every one of those sermons. And believe you me, it was not a picnic. Listening to them cut those poor people down to pieces. Cut their sermons all to pieces. And three of them, I wouldn't have even got up. I would have just said, I'm sick. They just stood up there and read the sermon. If you, that's what you want to call it, a sermon. It came to me and Rose looked at me and I said, I really need to go to the restroom, Rose. <laughs> Five minutes is all you get. So I went to the restroom. I said, okay, Lord, this is it. I'm, I'm asking you now. You have got to tell me if I'm called. you got to let me know. Let me know I'm called. 
I beg you, have mercy. Please. I'm really still fighting with this. Next thing I knew, there was a knock on the door. Let's go. Let's go. So I came out. I picked up my sermon. I was standing up there. I opened it up. I said, "Ah." I couldn't say nothing. I gotta pray, folks. I've gotta pray. And so I had a prayer. I said, Heavenly Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lo and behold, the Holy Spirit came over me. I started in on my sermon and I did not stop till the very end. I closed my book up. You could have heard a pin drop in that room. I went over and I sat down. And I kid you not. Get ready for this. The archdeacon from Arkansas. She looked at me. She said, you are called. I put my head down and I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. But then she looked at the rest of the group and she said, you just heard a sermon by someone who is called. And that was the end of it. I never had a... No one said one word to me about my sermon. That's it. God spoke straight to me. Straight to me. You're called, buddy. Don't want to hear any more crying. Don't want to hear any more excuses. You're called. Now get on with it. And so that's what I did. And you know, Jesus has something to give all of you. To give you strength. To give you courage. As you go on to serve in His name. No matter what you do. It doesn't have to preach. Just to be a witness. To be a volunteer. Whatever your everyday life is. He has it to give you. He has it already laid out for you. It is His holy body and blood given for you to eat and to drink. In His blessed sacrament. Come and be forgiven. Come and be restored for Jesus. He's here, dear friends. He's here. And the campfire of forgiveness is still burning. Repent. Accept His love. Follow Jesus. Be forgiven. Follow And accept a blessing of eternal life. Amen.
help us to remember that as we leave this place, we are to take you with us and we are to share you with everyone we meet. Help us to be strong. Help us to feed your sheep. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen.